With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level 3. Has begun. This is Sports Rage. Quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Kicking it. Shout out to everybody tuning in uh, this evening at the late night hours. We got uh, Chris Brady in uh, Seattle. Uh, we got Ken Peacock kicking it in England. Daniel, I don't know where Daniel's at. I'm not really sure. Where are you? Where are you at, Daniel? Where are you at? I know Grinch is in Arizona. I don't know Grinch actually was scoffing when I said last week that Giannis, uh, the MVP at plus four, oh, they're not going to call. They're not winning. They're not going to win. Remember, man. Remember the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks were up two games to none on the Raptors in Eastern Conference Finals, and they lost four straight. They ended up losing in six. So don't think that they they don't remember that and they want to reverse this. And if you think about it. Who's to say Milwaukee wouldn't have beaten Golden State like Toronto did too, right? If they would have won that series, so they've come, you know, they've come close before. That's what I'm saying. It's not like this isn't coming out of nowhere. Phoenix, this is coming out of nowhere from, right? Phoenix have been in the playoffs forever. Milwaukee have been through this, All right? They've been they've been through this. All right, so we've got Craig Ballard. Going to be stepping up and in a kick it with us. I'm going to welcome Craig Ballard. He's been on the show before. He's been, uh, he's been on in this baseball season, uh, but he's been on uh, with us in the past. Does a great job uh, covering the Blue Jays and the American League East. Uh, he focuses on it, but he's, he's a baseball junkie all across. Does some great videos on TikTok and, uh, and uh, Periscope, uh, etc. So we'll get into that. Just talking a little NFL football uh, right now. You know, and the NFC East. Listen, Dallas Dallas are flashy, right? Dallas on paper have a ton of talent. I look at the Dallas Cowboys, and I think, you know what? We'll be betting the overs in their games. I think they're going to be able to put points up. If Dak Prescott is playing, he had some explosive numbers, right, when he was healthy. But their defense is still bad, 
right? Their defense, their defense is a problem. Yet you look at that division, and you know it's just people just automatically make Dallas the favorite all the time, uh, even you know because of that. But paper, whatever, man. Paper. If you want to win real paper, paper money. That is, you don't bet on teams on paper. You you're betting on teams on the field. And Ron Rivera is a great coach. I think Ron Rivera is a better coach right now than Mike McCarthy is. Now Mike McCarthy had a terrible year last year. Now we'll cut him a little slack. It was a good thing they had to wear a mask because I'm sure he was embarrassed. I mean, come on, man. He was clueless. And i got to be honest with you, I'm not a big Kellen Moore guy either. So I, I'm not a fan of the coaching staff of the Dallas Cowboys, but I will give McCarthy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt due to the fact that it was his first year with the team. They didn't really have a training camp much. It was Zoom meetings. It was awkward last year for rookie coaches. So I'll, I'll cut him some slack there. But... With all that being stated, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys right now are plus 105 to win a division. The Washington football team are plus 270. The Giants are plus 440. The Eagles are plus 550. You look at the Washington football team, guys. Look at last year in the playoffs. Who gave Tampa the toughest game? They did. They actually did. Heineke did. They nearly beat them. The late night anger management class is level three, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. I am Gable Brancy, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our great AM radio affiliates and of course Sirius XM Channel 204. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball with Craig Ballard before we're done. I'll get into the NBA Finals. We'll take a look at the updated numbers, some player props, some overnight uh, numbers. Uh, we're, uh, we're starting to put together our Olympic uh, portfolio uh, right now, doing some Olympic research. And, you know, we're going to be down, we're going to be joining the Hammer Dawn crew uh, tomorrow uh, live. Look forward to that. So we'll have some Olympic picks. And on Wednesday, we're going to kick it with Pat Mayo. Speaking of old school, we're going to kick it with Pat Mayo and, uh, and Tim Anderson as well. Andercast. Um, so we'll talk with the Anderson. Hopefully I don't get cursed uh, by being on a show with Tim Anderson. But we're going to be getting into Olympic bets. And Olympic, it's Olympic betting time, man. And I tell you what, I put some work into this thing, all right? I'm, I, I'm reading about kayaking and speed walking and whatever, man. Listen, there's a ton of these new events and stuff like that, right? Um, like, you know, like there's like wall climbing. <laughs> it's like rock climbing, except they're not on rocks, like indoor, you know what I mean? Like they call it wall climbing, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? And they want to run baseball out. You got wall climbing. Right, so we're just trying to find some angles. One angle we're going to be taking a look at in the Olympics, I think, is total gold medals won by countries. You know, because it's tough to start to get into, you know, every, who's going to win this and who's going to win that. But we're starting to see a couple of angles. Uh, Great Britain over under, uh, UK over under 14 and a half. Feels a little high. Feels a little high. I know there's a lot of love for England right now because of the run after. Um, after the the, you know, the soccer team made made the final, etc., and they had a good Olympics last time, but they won in tennis. Like Andy Murray's not winning, right? Andy Murray's not winning. Um, they had a bunch of cyclists that aren't there anymore. Track and field, like they're not as good now, right? They're just quite frankly not as good right now. So I think they're they're you know Canada. Over under four and a half is intriguing. We'll get into the USA, China, some of the big time countries as far as their over under or gold medals are concerned. I think we've got an angle with women's soccer. 
I think Andre DeGrasse has got a shot in the 200 meter. Not the 100 meter, but the 200 meter. The late night anger management class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Management Crowd continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci bringing it, spinning it, kicking it, and ripping it. Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks. I picked a, uh, I picked a bad night to praise the Toronto Blue Jays and talk about how they're a baseball team to keep uh, our eyes on uh, this week. And over the next two weeks with the trade deadline, they were down 8 nothing basically about five minutes after the national anthem was over. Let's bring in a man that uh, follows the Blue Jays closer than anybody that I know. He does great daily videos previewing uh, the games on a daily basis. Craig Ballard steps up in it. Craig, welcome to the Rage. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing tonight? Well, not great today, Gabe. You just laid it out. That was uh, the the umpire couldn't even get play ball out of his mouth, and it was six nothing real quick, and then eight nothing, and so on and so on. So I've been better, Gabe, but good to be on with you. Yeah, the wheels fell off tonight, but it's just one game. But nevertheless, um, over the next week and a half or so, they play uh, the Blue Jays play the uh, the Boston Red Sox and the New York Mets. So you're playing first place teams right now, and if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. I don't believe that the Toronto Blue Jays are division contenders, Craig. But I do believe they're wild card contenders. But there's not a lot of room for their air. Uh, there's not a lot of room for their air there either. <laughs> the last time I tried to say that. And just for the record, people, I did get vaccinated today. Second shot. So cut me some slack. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of room for air there um, in the wild card chase. And the next, uh, the next week and a half going up to the 30th, Craig, very, very big due to the fact of the trade deadline. Like, if the Jays start to fade, there's no reason to go to ownership group and say, listen, we've got to spend some money and bring in some more players. These are big games over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, no doubt about it. You, you outlined seven of the next 10 are against the Red Sox. Ten of the next 20 are against the Red Sox. So I know that does take us past trade deadline, but your point of, hey, it's go time, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, I appear to be in the minority in that I don't believe in the Red Sox collapse that everybody has told me all season is coming. A and B, even if it does, Gabe, they've they've carved out a lead on the Jays right now. Can the Jays really catch the division? Remember that 18 to one laugher at Fenway Park on that Sunday afternoon? 
Well, the Red Sox bounced back, beat the Jays 2-1 the next day. You saw what they did tonight. So that 18-1 laugher didn't put any dent into Boston's psyche whatsoever. So I'm totally with you there. I don't think the division is in the cards. And that means having to catch the Oakland A's, Gabe. And barring a major trade, what is it about the Oakland A's that makes us think they're just going to go away? They're a team that turns it on in the second half. Yeah, people... People have sort of forgotten about the A's a little bit. It's a good point, Craig, that they do seem to get stronger. There's a couple of teams that are like that, right? Oakland and Tampa. That's why, mm -hmm. and I was surprised tonight. I didn't have my best night tonight on the diamond, Craig. I'll tell you that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Giving back that Colin Morikawa money. Uh, but with all that being stated, man, it's hard to do, you know, it's hard to write off the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. But you're right, that Boston collapse just doesn't come. They've been very good at, even when they lose a couple of games, look, they were two and six in their last eight coming into tonight, and then boom, they explode for a ton of runs. Every time people have sort of caught up, they've done enough to keep them away, but Tampa Bay are knocking on the door right now. Tampa just impresses the hell out of me. Tampa Bay is the reason uh, that I'm uh, that I'm a fellow bald brother like yourself, Gabe. They have taught, taught, they have made me pull up my hair over the years. <laughs> and and Gabe, you'll remember, you go back to when the Rays came in the league. It's never mattered what the rosters were. It's never mattered. Even the Devil Rays days, they always give the Jays fits. They're like what the Milwaukee Brewers used to be to the Jays back in the day. So the Rays are the bane of my existence. And let me ask you this, Gabe. What team is going to add? You mentioned the trade deadline. What team is going to add somebody that could be more impactful than the Boston Red Sox adding Chris Sale come early August? That's a very good point. They're they're going to be bringing back Chris Sale, but that might that might deter them from hitting the market as well, right? So it's sort of it's good news, bad news if you're mm -hmm. the Boston Red Sox because yep. they might say ownership might say, listen, we're already paying Chris Sale a ton of money and he's coming back right now. But I am curious, and it's interesting because Steve Cohen. The Mets owner, who I say he's very active on Twitter, he's almost too active on Twitter. He's asking people, should we trade now or wait when the price um, mm -hmm. grows at the trade deadline? What the hell are you doing? You're the owner of the team, bro. You're not a fan. Like, you know, and there's at, certain, at some point, you shouldn't be talking about trades and stuff like that. And I said the same thing earlier tonight, Craig, that if you are one of these teams and you're going to pull the trigger, you can't wait. It's not like the trade deadline. It's like, oh, yeah, you can wait till the 30th. Teams are going to step up and start making the moves. And that's the question. In the National, in, in the National League East, I expect teams to be very aggressive with the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves. And then you look at the American League East as well. I don't know if Boston spends money. They might figure, look, it's working for us right now. We've got Chris Sale coming back. Tampa Bay. I've discussed this, Craig. Do Tampa spend money? Why? Right? They, they're successful. Mm -hmm. They don't make money. And, you know, they've made the one. It doesn't seem like, you know, it doesn't seem like, um, you know, they can sell tickets no matter what they do. So I, I don't know. The Tampa Bay ownership group might say, you know what, what's the point? Let's just continue on the course that we're on right now. I think the Jays could be buyers, but it's critical that they don't fall apart over the next uh, two weeks going into the 30th right now. And are you in the agreement with everybody out there that the Jays need to improve the, bull like the bullpen? If the Jays were to do something, what do they need? Another starting pitcher, relief pitchers, what are they, what's like the most important thing? Well, I really think, Gabe, that the, the Toronto Blue Jays, maybe not necessarily uh, you or I, the fan base, but the Toronto Blue Jays, I think, believe that the that the improvements to the staff could well be in-house. The Jays are way high on Thomas Hatch. I think they're way high on Ryan Barucki. I think they're way high on Julian Merriweather. So I, I think they could see them as three trade, you know, quote-unquote trade deadline type acquisitions. 
Uh, but back to your other point, Gabe, about uh, if you have a trade, you need to pull the trigger now. You mentioned a bunch of those teams, and let's not even forget the arms race going on in the National League West with your Dodgers and the Padres yes. and the Giants all of a sudden. Exactly. I mean, if you let this thing go down to the wire, it's going to be an absolute feeding frenzy. You've seen the Jays have already struck twice. They've already added Rogers, or sorry, Richards and uh, Adam Simber. They've, they, they've already struck. So absolutely, I to totally agree with that there. And I agree that we'll see the Rays continue to be the Rays. I'll be surprised if they if they add. They just got G-Man Choi back recently. They may think that's the boost to their lineup. But the, nothing that, that they do is predicated on them spending money. They're just the way they build their organization. You know, I, I joke about how they're the bane of my existence, but I respect the hell out of the things that, that the Rays do. Gabe, what about that trade, uh, the deadline? What was it last year or the year before when they trade Chris Archer? They bring in Meadows and uh, and that that uh, that stud pitcher, uh, Glasnow, and they and they bring back Archer in the offseason. Yeah, like, these, these guys are playing. They let Blake yes. Snell go this year. They let Blake Snell go this year. They're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. You can play too much anyways. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. You, you got to go. You, you can play too much so it is like and i'm done writing them off too because i even figure every year no not this year they can't do it mm. again like, they can't do it again and then like bouncing back coming off the world series loss it's very difficult like we see teams get to the championship and fall short and then fall apart uh after but man like we said boston aren't going away boston aren't going away it's going to be a hell of a race down down the stretch so if I had to ask you, who do you think is going to win? From a betting perspective, the value is on the race, right? Just because they're they're underdogs right now. So there's value on the race, I think. But if I had to ask you, who do you think who do you think is going to win this division in the end? Who's the winner right now? Boston are uh, plus uh, plus 115, Tampa are plus uh, plus 125. So it's a pretty fluid and active market right now. A lot of people are starting to buy into the race right now. Who do you think wins the division when it's all said and done? I do think it's going to be the Red Sox. Uh, I, I keep waiting for the collapse. I think the pitching is much better than even, uh, you know, full full transparency. I did not see this pitching being this good coming into this season. And it, if they can add a starter at the trade deadline, again, in addition to sale, because if you're the Red Sox, you can't love running, uh, you know, Garrett Richards out there every fifth day. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're not bulletproof. I just think that bullpen is better than we thought it was going to be. And the middle of that lineup, Gabe, that's what makes the Red Sox sustainable. The middle of that lineup is so damn good. Bogarts, J.D., and uh, Devers is wow, wow, wow. So now if they get any production from anybody else, especially that Verdugo guy who I can't stand, but if they get production anywhere else in the lineup, whoa, 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 they're whoa, just whoa. not going to go away. Oh, I don't like Verdugo. Were, no. were you the one that threw the baseball? Are you bad? No, 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 no. No. You sure? All right. I am sure. I am sure. That guy had a full head of hair, and I got 20 years senior on that guy. That was a kid. <laughs> Craig Ballard uh, with us talking uh, Major League Baseball uh, right now. Trade deadline uh, less than two weeks away. The late night anger management class, Sirius XM Channel 204. More baseball talk on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Yankees are plus 850. What's your take on the Yankees? And what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they get aggressive? Uh, do you think they've got to run in them? Or do you think they just sort of are what the record says they are? I really think they are what the record says they are, Gabe. I've got them in my rear view as far as a team that I'm even concerned about, to be totally honest with you. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be buyers because they're still the Yankees and it's still Steinbrenner and there's still people that need to be answered to. That you know that That's all very true. The man, the, the I don't know if they're living on borrowed time, but that was quite a job they did this last weekend. The Red Sox could have pounded them into being sellers. If the Red Sox had taken care of them this weekend, they could have pounded them into being sellers. So I still say it's up for grabs that they could go either way. If I'm the Yankees, I'm a seller. I, I, I'm very pleased with the haul I got from Chapman a couple of years ago. I saw the sort of things that Cashman can do at the trade deadline. If I'm the Yankees, I'm a seller. Yeah, I understand that, but. Yankee fans, they're not into being sellers, right? right? Because they look at the money that the franchise has and figures that money's not an object. So, but it's not just money. It comes down to do you have the prospects that, able, that you're able to pull off, pull off the trades yet? One thing, what about Marcus Stroman, who didn't leave the Blue Jays on the best of terms, at mm -hmm. least with his teammates? And a lot of fans, I think, didn't really like him all that much. And then remember, Stroman called out Cashman. And basically stated that, you know what, I'm better than everything that you got. When when Cashman and Cashman threw the first stone, right, when Cashman went, uh, went on the air and they said, what about Marcus Stroman? He said, well, we just didn't think that he, you know, he's a pressure guy, essentially, that he would fit mm -hmm. in with what we could do in the playoffs. And obviously the Yankees could use uh, uh, Marcus Stroman. But um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Strowman and how he's pitched with the Mets? I hate to say that I'm impressed with what he's done there because I'm not a big Stro Show fan. Uh, I did not like his conduct. Uh, his, him coming out of that uh, arbitration. Remember that a couple years ago, Gabe, when he lost his arbitration and he just aired it out for like like every every uh, sentence in the arbitration. He just couldn't believe it, as if he's the first player that's ever gone and lost arbitration. And that's just a just an example of the sort of things that the, you know the quote unquote Stroh show brings. He I've been impressed. Matured. He has yes, matured, I've, I've been ironically impressed. enough. I have to admit. I have to yeah. admit. And he's had a lot of race things going on lately in social media, and he's not really taking a lot of the bait. He's sort of – it does look like he's matured, Gabe. It does look like he's uh, hes improved, uh, you know, from a, a, between the ears. So I guess I can be happy for him. But I didn't necessarily disagree with Cashman. You know, I didn't know how Stroman – with that personality, I didn't know how he would do in the New York market, especially when the Yankees had other fish to fry. They had other options. So I kind of was with Cashman on that. But, of course, Stroman – if you're saying anything at, at that time, if you're saying anything other than Stroman is the greatest thing since sliced bread, he was going to have an issue with it. But he, he he has adapted well to New York. I do have to uh, begrudgingly tip my hat. Well, you know what? He's from he is from Long Island, right? He's yeah. from New York. But I hear what you're saying as far as pitching there. Listen, he was he was a guy that wanted the media spotlight. 
right? And he rubbed his teammates the wrong way as well, right? Like Blue Jay players, you don't see that. Baseball players keep stuff in-house a lot. Mm-hmm. And Blue Jay players were openly like, nobody misses you here, bro, right? Like it was one of those deals. And then he, you know, it was Grishik and him really got into it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and, the way that he and Stroman, though. Stroman, though, was coming back pretty hot. He's like, looking at your record, looks like you guys do miss me. <laughs> so Stroman couldn't resist that. He was going back and forth a bit. Yeah. But he has he has matured a lot. And I think he understands that his reputation could scare people off because he's in line to make a lot of money, bro, right? And sign some, you know, sign a massive contract. And I think he understands drama doesn't equal me making money. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I, the, he had a sobering moment. I, I almost liken it, uh, Kyle Lowry's was a little more severe, but I almost liken it to Kyle Lowry, you know, a couple of years back when he sort of uh, was forced to survey what, what his reputation was around the league. And it sort of sobered him up and he became a fantastic leader and, and, and really turned his career around. And I don't think Stroman is, a, is a, you know, on, on Lowry levels, but I do see a bit of that here. I, I have been impressed the way he's been able to turn things around. And he's always been a good pitcher, Gabe. I mean, he's always had that in him. He really bought into the whole idea of, of the six, wearing number six, like we see Manoa doing now. But it was just the criticism. Any criticism of him really set him off. Uh, that height don't measure heart thing, it, it just – he didn't handle that well, and that's the part I didn't know how that would translate to the New York media, to to reading that every single day. But as I say, we'd have to admit he's he's done well there. He's he, he's a Blue Jay, and or sorry, he's a Met, and perhaps Taiwan Walker is a Met that the, the Jays could use. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? There seems to be a pattern of guys doing well after the fact uh, right now. But he didn't fit the personality of what that clubhouse was. Right. And New York is a little bit different. He can be himself. And there's, you know what I mean? Like, but he can fit in at the same point in time, mm-hmm. right? Like, not everything is going to be such a big deal like it was. Let's be real. Like, the Toronto media is pretty conservative, right? The Blue Jay organization yes. is conservative. Yes. Like, they just are. Like, the GM is, the, the ownership group is a conservative company. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about they're just, it's as white bread as it gets, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, like, they're radio stations. They don't want, it's not edgy. Like, oh, yeah, like they, right. don't want, they don't want controversy. They just want baseball players that are going to be, you know, they don't want drama and stuff um, in, in that clubhouse and with that team. So we've been talking about the MVP. Are you just giving it to Otani right now, or do you think that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has a shot at this thing? Boy, I mean, I, I honestly am giving it to Otani because I've just never seen anything like this. I, I think for Vlad to have a chance, the All-Star Game MVP, as silly as it sounds, that was a good thing because from a public, you know, from a perspective standpoint, because if you're Vlad, you're going to have to add some cherries on top here because because of Otani doing things that are completely unprecedented. So if you're Vlad, you're going to have to be on the doorstep, if not flat out winning the Triple Crown. You're probably going to have to add a cherry on top with, with a gold glove at first base as well. So there, there's, I, I wouldn't say he doesn't have a chance, that Vlad doesn't have a chance, but man, it's going to have to be a Herculean effort. Because, Gabe, we've just never seen the, the things Otani is doing right now. We, we, we've not it's seen It's unbelievable. It. Yes. it really is. And I try not to get caught up in early hype with players. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, let's see him do this. Let's see, mm-hmm. you know, let's see him do this consistently. The thing with Otani is he's just one of those guys, and it's rare. But so was Vlad, and so was Tatis. Right. And there's others as well. I mean, you can't, the Dodgers have great players as well. Like that are just fun to watch play the game. Like Mookie Betts and Bellinger and these yeah. guys are just fun to watch play. They're just so good. Yet from a, just a sheer like fun, oh my God type standpoint, 
I just said, like, Otani, man, he's once in a lifetime almost. Like, it's hard to be on the same team as Mike Trout and be more talked about. I know Trout is injured, but, hmm. like, this guy's just, like, it's unreal. Pitching, hitting. I, I tweeted out a video. If you saw, like, he ran oh, out of all the first base. Like, unbelievable. 30 miles an hour. Yeah, and the guys, they're down 6-2 in that game, bro. Yes. He didn't have to do that. He could say, whatever, dude. It's the seventh inning. It's 6-2. Sixth, seventh mm-hmm. inning. It's 6-2. No, no. He hustled down the line. Unbelievable, this guy. He does it all. Yeah, his respect for the game really impresses you as well. Like, as, as, you know, as people who want to see Vlad do well, you almost wish there was something we could chip away <laughs> at Otani about. But even from personality standpoint, even when he gets checked as a pitcher for all the sticky steps and stuff, he's he's so polite, so cordial. He thanks them for doing their job. Like, it's just, <laughs> really, like, uh, I, I was glad. Uh, I, I really like that you tweeted that out. I thought that was an uh, amazing. I'd seen that clip uh, earlier in the day. I thought that was just absolutely. I thought that was amazing just on its face value, Gabe. And then to find out after. That's in the eighth inning of a team that's down six to him. I mean, are you absolutely kidding me right now? That was very impressive. That, that's a guy that respects the game. Yeah, he respects the game. He respects, you know what I mean? He wants to compete. He's a competitor. Yeah, that's what you, yeah it's hard not to love this guy. He's a competitor. And I was in the belief, too. I was like, man, maybe, you know, you shouldn't let him pitch um, or be a starting pitcher. But how can you stop this? Like, why stop fun? Why stop fun? That's like telling Steph Curry to stop shooting threes. You know what I'm saying? Baseball needs this. Um, it's too bad that Trout's been hurt, right? And how about the Seattle Mariners, bro? That team's coming on wow. right now. They're sneaky. They're they're like the they don't have the same star power the Jays do, actually. So I don't want to say they're the Jays, but you know what I mean? It's sort of a team that flies under the radar. The Jays are in Canada. People don't talk about them that much. Vlad Vlad is changing out a bit, but nobody talks about the Seattle Mariners, Craig. But they're a dangerous team. They they play the game the right way. I mean, they, they, it, they're they fundamentally sound. They get a lot of big, important hits. They are uh, almost, I mean, dare I say, Gabe, they're like the West Coast version of Tampa. If you, if you make a mistake against yeah. Seattle, they'll make you pay. They do the little things well. They've got a few poor man Blue Jay things going on, right? Like Mitch Hanniger, like a poor man's Vlad Kikuchi, like a poor man's Ryu. But but they're really good. I don't mean a poor man. Like, I don't even mean it as a knock. Yeah, Kikuchi's just, good, yeah. Really good, really good. And and, and he's been more consistent this season. Uh, don't look now, Jays fans. He's been more consistent this season than Ryu, to be totally honest. Yeah, he has. That's the thing with Ryu. Ryu can be really, really good, or mm-hmm. you could have problems. Seattle, it's been a long time since they've been a playoff team, too. It'll be interesting to see if they're aggressive uh, in, in the market. Mm-hmm. It's the trade deadline, July 30th, guys. It's coming. So great stuff, Craig. We'll definitely uh, do it again. Let me ask you, uh, where can people uh, follow you and get uh, get your daily uh, videos? Well, thanks, Gabe. On uh, Twitter, uh, at Craig Ballard 77, Craig Ballard 77. That's I, I make my videos on TikTok. I just like the TikTok format, Gabe. The one minute videos. I don't know. I just like that. And then I just and then I bring them over and uh, post them on my Twitter. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, nice and short. Get, get yeah. nice and nice and concise. So like we said, yeah, every series, every game. Craig's doing uh, daily videos. Great stuff, Craig. Hey, uh, who do you like tomorrow? We got about 30 seconds. Milwaukee or Phoenix? I've been really impressed with Milwaukee. Uh, the, their their big three is, with, I mean, that Drew Holiday addition is just, I don't know if it's under the radar, but it's been an incredibly important addition. And Chris Middleton has been a fantastic Robin to Giannis's Batman in the series. I'm impressed with Milwaukee. I think it's not going much time. Yeah, I think they deliver the KO punch tomorrow night uh, as well. Craig Ballard, great stuff. Craig, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, Mo, want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. I was going to say, man, damn, are we good. Like, this show's just so good. Even I'm having fun. And I see we got three thumbs down in our YouTube chat. Son of a bitches, who could possibly not like this show? It's like Seinfeld's mother said, who, who cannot like you? Who cannot like you? Um, I got to be honest, though, I was a little concerned today. I got, uh, got vaccinated the second shot, and I heard a lot of horror, horror stories about the second shot. Um, that, oh, yeah, the second one's worse than the first one. And the first one was all right, but I didn't like it. <laughs> like, you know I mean, I wasn't a fan of doing it. And um, so I was concerned about the second one. I was like, oh, God, like, all right, second one's going to be worse. And um, and I've got two shows to do, right? We have the TV show and then the radio show to do uh, today. So I was a little bit concerned how, how I was going to get through today doing the shows. But great shows, uh, great time. Our baseball picks sucked. Uh, but our Olympic picks, we're getting ready to kill it. And, you know, you guys wouldn't believe how many pages I have open right now. I'm not kidding. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine, nine different Olympic pages open right now. Uh, I've got a page open right now. As far as all the athletes from Cal <laughs> University, Cal Berkeley, the Golden Bears. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I've got like uh, I'm studying all the, the Cal athletes. It's overwhelming, right? There's there's hundreds of events. It might be a thousand events. There's events. I don't even know what it is. Omnium and stuff like that. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. Like, honestly, like I said, they got wall climbing now. They got speed walking. Like, dude, there's so many events, like different cops. Relay kayak, team kayak, you know what I'm saying? There's a million events, right? So it's a little bit overwhelming. We're trying to find some gold medal winners. And we're sort of looking at team sports. We're looking at countries over, under, how they're going to do. I think Canada at four and a half is a little light, but it's. I think it's a good number. Canada's probably going to win four or five. So it'll be, it's probably an accurate number. We'll get into Great Britain uh, throughout the week. 
looking at Cal, looking at the United States, looking at China. You know something interesting as far as uh, women's volleyball is concerned? You know that the U.S. women have never won a gold medal before? That's crazy. Like, you think of volleyball, you think, oh, man, right? But, nah, like, when you think of volleyball, guys, you know who's really good at volleyball? Russia, right? The Russian women. That's where, like, they got big-time pro leagues there, man, right? There's no big-time pro volleyball league in the United States. Like, it's, you know, volleyball's big in, in Eastern Europe and in Brazil. Um, you know, you got beach volleyball. USA has won beach volleyball, but USA women have never won uh, before a gold medal. Some people think this is the chance, this is the year they're going to do it. I'm not one of them. I think China's the play. I think China's the play. But this is pretty interesting. So women's volleyball, there's a big drop-off after, after, listen, China's unbelievable. All right, China, you know, they're called the Iron Hammer. There's a, you know, the coach of the team. She won gold in 84. She's like a legend. They made a movie about her called the Iron Hammer in China. She's like a national hero. And I don't think they're going to be tonight. And the thing is, if you look, there's a big drop-off of the odds and the quality of teams here when it comes to women's volleyball. Think what the USA is. They've got a couple of NCAA players. They've got a couple of older players. But I think they might be a little bit too old, the U.S. team. They're not as good as China. Like, China's the rightful favorite, but I don't see anybody else getting in their way. So, basically, you get China plus 200. You get the USA at plus 240. One of them wins. You're winning money. Right? Plus 200, plus 240. One of them wins. You're making money. And you can put a little bit more, I would say, put a little bit more on China. But you've got a nice hedge with the U.S. I also think there's an, there's an angle like that as well. Um, there's an angle like that as well um, with, uh, with women's soccer. With women's soccer. The USA are really good uh, women's soccer. But their Olympic team, they, were, they weren't great in the last Olympics. And the Netherlands are very good. So you say similar situation. You basically take the USA and the Netherlands and you're putting yourself in a pretty good situation. Like I said, our Olympic portfolio is starting to come together uh, right now. But, you know, it really is overwhelming. And it's stuff we're not used to as well, right? Like, I'm scrolling right now on FanDuel, man. There's a lot of scrolling. <laughs> There's a lot of scrolling. we got men's golf odds. John Rahm. John Rahm's the favorite right now at 5-1. to one. Man, Colin Morikawa, the way this kid is playing right now, and a Japanese-American going to play in Japan. He's 10-1 to 1 at FanDuel right now. Very, very dangerous golfer. Hideki Matsuyama, 14-1. to 1. Sung J. I'm, 31-1. Man, we're fired up for some Olympic betting. Uh, but let's get into the NBA right now. We'll have time to get to the Olympics and uh, tune in to Hammer Dawn tomorrow. I'll be with the guys uh, following the Pat McAfee show. Uh, tomorrow, talk at Olympics, and I'll be with Pat uh, Pat Mayo. It's Pat McAfee, Pat Mayo, a lot of Pats uh, this week. McAfee sent me a tweet today. I was recovering from the shot. I was getting ready to interview Scoop Jackson, and uh, I guess they were taking shots. They're like, oh, we'll see if Morenci's ready with his international picks. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to be coming with women's volleyball. I got some handball. Handball. Man, that sport has terrorized me. Handball. Is one of the toughest sports. I think it's probably the toughest sport to bet on. And I'm not saying before the game. But I'm telling you right now. Handball 
In-game betting handball is one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life when it comes to sports betting. I finally realized, like, you can really legitimately flip a coin. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've never seen, I've never seen lines as sharp as they are in handball. I'll talk about this tomorrow with the guys, but it's unbelievable. Like, if, if the total, like, in-game is 62.5, you better believe it's going to land on 62 or 63. I've never seen anything like it. Like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> like, like, I've never seen lines as sharp as in-game handball uh, before. So, I'm going to advise to stay away from the in-game handball. But um, I don't mind betting a little pre-tournament future handball. Like I said, like, we're going to have a nice little portfolio here. We've got a decathlon winner. I'm looking for the decathlon odds here. I know they're here somewhere. It's just like FanDuel's got a million pages up. Men's cycling, BMX, women's cycling, BMX, men's field hockey, women's field hockey, women's field hockey. I like the Netherlands. Like the Netherlands. Uh, Minus 140. This is another deal here, too. There's only like two good teams in women's field hockey. I'm not saying that Argentina suck, sorry, Matthias, or Germany sucks, or Great Britain suck, or anything like that. They're all pretty good. They're in the Olympics. But there's a drop-off, right? The Netherlands are the team to beat when it comes to women's field hockey. They're the best in the world, all right? They they just are. They're the best in the world. They're the the team to beat. They're minus 140. But Australia are pretty good, too. And Australia are plus 500. So one of those two teams is going to win. I think the Netherlands are going to win. But you can hammer the Netherlands and just put a little sprinkle. You know what I'm saying? You hammer the Netherlands and you put a little sprinkle in Australia. We got women's softball, men's baseball. Going to get into a little boxing as well. Man, I got to speak to the coach. He'll, he'll know who's going to win. Maybe he'll get back to me. I'm going to send him a message. <laughs> you know what? I actually got the coach's number, Russ Amber. Get a little inside tip here as far as the Olympic boxing. Olympic soccer. Have you handicapped the Olympic soccer yet, Matthias? Not yet, Gabe. I'm still doing some homework on the Olympic soccer. Lots of young kids in this tournament and who, you know, what teams brought the big guys around. But I don't like Argentina's chances right now. That's for sure. I don't like that team right now. You know, you mentioned about the kids and, you know, the mix of veterans, et cetera, in the Olympic format. You know, one team that is loaded, bro, with young stars is uh, France. Now, listen, I lost with France uh, in the Euro here, but these guys uh, these guys are pretty loaded, Matthias. Like, as far as a, um, as far as a, like a youth team is concerned, very, very dangerous team, uh, France. Brazil won last time, but uh, the, the Olympics were in Brazil. Right? And I don't think they're going to win again. I don't think they're going to win again. Uh, Argentina? Are Argentina really going to win uh, the Copa and then turn around and win the gold medal? Even Matias. And Matias is pretty much, you know, he's got belief. He believed in them. <laughs> not believing in them now. Not, not believing them. France is pretty loaded. Yeah, well, they've been the flavor of the last four years, Gabe. You know, the French have come a long ways in the last eight years. So, yeah, they should be the favorite the way that they've been playing so far. They've been doing great things in their youth academy as well. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I tell you what, a lot of people like Spain. When you talk about Olympic soccer, it seems Spain is a team that people like a lot. Germany is a team. Me personally, I think France. And also, guys, France... 
France have an easy group as well. Like France have the easiest path as well. That's the whole thing. And it takes a lot of time, man. You got to dig into this stuff, man. (laughs) You got to dig into this stuff. But basically, like France don't play Argentina. They don't play Brazil. They don't play any of the other European teams. If they win Group A, they face the Group B runner-up in the quarterfinals. The Group B is New Zealand, South Korea, Honduras, and Romania. You think they're beating France, Matthias? I don't. Definitely not, Gabe. But, you know, every single time they take Honduras, <laughs> I get so angry because the USA should be in this tournament right now, not Honduras. We should be in this thing, and it bothers me. <laughs> and so, yeah, speaking of the group, so I mentioned if you're France, you're in the group with Japan. They're the home side, but they're not great. You got South Africa, who's not great, and you got Mexico. So Mexico's good. Uh, but their youth team isn't as good as the, is the men's team. And, um, you know, they're in the Gold Cup, obviously, right now. So you know what they're taking uh, more seriously <coughs> right now. So I think France will win that group. And then, as we stated, they'll play the, 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 the Group B, uh, the runner-up of Group B if they win. And look at Group B. New Zealand, South Korea, Honduras, and Romania. It's a pretty good pathway for France, bro, to get to the semifinals. You know what I'm saying? So then, then they're in, then they're in a then they're in a pretty good spot. So I think France are dangerous. We'll handicap this a little bit more. What are you doing tomorrow, Matthias? I thought you you thought Phoenix the other night back at home, right? Are you you going back to the Suns again, or are you you off the Suns wagon now? Now, no, as Teddy Cover says, man, when they're done, they're done. I think Phoenix <laughs> is definitely done, man. I'm going with Milwaukee. I'm taking a look in the Gold Cup tomorrow, man. There's some fun Gold Cup action. Who are you taking in the Gold Cup? Costa Rica? No, Gabe. I like Jamaica. I think the reggae boys have been doing some good work over there, and I think they're going to do some good things in this tournament. I don't like the way Costa Rica's been playing. Interesting. Yeah, you know what? They haven't been great. You're right. Uh, they haven't been great. All right, so as far as the um, as far as the, the NBA game is concerned, I see Chris Brady talking about betting the over the NBA game. I'd be careful with that. It's an elimination game. The flow could be weird. It's going to be a weird atmosphere in the arena, right? The, uh, the Larry O.B. trophy is going to be in the building. A lot of pressure on Milwaukee. Phoenix is going to have to play better defense. I'm not in love with the total, even though I didn't think the last game would be an over like it was. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. We're just diving into the uh, the women's rugby sevens uh, right now. See, even during commercial breaks, I'm hardcore. <laughs> like most people take a breath. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm looking here. Uh, I'm, dig- I'm digging. I'm digging in here. I'm digging in. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, Lisa Carrington, canoe sprinting. That's what I'm talking about. So, okay, like canoe sprinting. How the hell am I going to find this? Canoe? <laughs> Woman's canoe Sprinting. That's what I'm looking for here. Woman's canoe sprinting. I didn't know. I never heard of this. You ever heard of that, Matthias? Woman's canoe sprinting. <laughs> That's the first. One it's a race. Good. It's yeah, a race, bro. Why they gotta call it a sprint? Like whatever. Like I guess it's a short race or something. Woman's canoe. No, they don't have. Let's see. Show more. Yes, yeah, show more. They seem to have everything, so I don't know. Women's water polo. I don't, I don't know. All right, they have all, right, all sports. <laughs> all sports. Canoeing. Come on, man. They're cycling. You got to have canoeing. Where's canoeing? Come on, man. The thing is, they have like six pages up. <laughs> They've got a futures page. they got a women's featured page, a men's featured page, a metal special page, an all sports page. They got it all. They got all the boxing up. Men's boxing, men's super, like all the different boxing. Women's basketball, the three-on-three stuff. Men's BMX. Where the hell's the canoeing? I got a problem. I want the canoeing. All right, tomorrow, Milwaukee are going to win the championship, just like we told you. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Lay the points with the Bucks. And uh, then we'll take the money and we'll bet a bunch of Olympic futures. Tune in to Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern. Thanks to all of our guests. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.